Billy. Yeah? They asked for something spooky. No, we didn't. They didn't? No. Oh. I thought we were making up the whole time anyways. <laughs> that is, I, I watched it again today. I love that sketch. It's probably not my favorite. I think the focus group is the The focus the best. group is going to be like the, like at the end of, if you ever listen to something and wrestle with Bella, say, what is the legacy of this? Like, what is the legacy of, so I think you You'll should. Finch. Like, it's definitely that guy. It's definitely the um, He said focus gospel group. rockets weren't selling and he asked for something spooky. <laughs> Um, unbelievable. The way he deadpans him, though, when he goes, he asked for something spooky, and he just looks at him and goes, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Just that <laughs> delivery is unbelievable. It's so It felt so real. Uh, uh. I think you should leave. I think you should go watch it. It's a big... There can be our match of the pod. Yeah. Just go watch the whole show. Well, we have matches of the pod. Well, we have that once. later. Well, I this, have mine for once. This is Rossi on Wrestling. I am your host, at Jason D. Rossi. With me, as always, is my po- tag team partner in the Ooh. podcast sphere. A nine out of ten on that landing. It's Billy D. At Billy D. 2411. Billy, what's going on? Uh, had a day off today. Got some stuff done, some laundry. Okay, uh. um, so that's good. Uh, today, since it is the Halloween season, we put a, a twist on something that you've seen lists over and over, but I can guarantee to you this. The list we are going to give you is unlike any ranker, any list you've seen before. These are the two greatest minds in podcast wrestling it's history. It's not a good list. Putting it together. <laughs> well, I deleted half of yours, and we'll talk about that. But uh, we are going to go through horrific wrestling gimmicks aka the worst wrestling gimmicks that we've put together it's a top 11 the rossi on wrestling podcast uh Baker's podcasters Do- does podcasters dozen um it's catching up it is catching like on wildfire and i will say that when i mentioned it to a fan of the show and someone that i used to work with who listens to the podcast they said well don't forget mr perfect i didn't even tell them what the topic was they said, oh we're doing another top 11 they said, don't forget mr perfect so people know Oh, wow. All right. So we appreciate that. But so thank you guys for listening, as always. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, SoundCloud. Not on SoundCloud. I think it's the one place we're not. All right. Um, Podbean. Not on there either. (laughs) Maybe we are. I don't know. Something's automatically going. Spreaker. Castbox. Not not on those either. (laughs) We are on, though. We are on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Don't forget, you can always follow us at Jason D. Rossi, at BillyD2411, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Is that your same Instagram? Uh, Instagram It's BillyD1115 on the IG. Just go find them. But we uh, do appreciate everyone uh, listening, and we'll get again to our top 11 in just a few moments. First off, last week, the 1989 draft bill I won we'll, we'll talk about that no I won Twitter results are Twitter, in so Twitter results I are in I won Billy D after probably like coaxing some people took the vote 54 to 46% to quickly recap the uh, vote or the our draft my draft was week. better yep that's the recap I don't think your draft was better but I think people were more sympathetic no. um yeah. I mean you literally told people to vote for you because you felt like you get picked on I do <laughs> I feel like I'm a victim, and I'm right. So last week, well, just I'm to... victim shaming because you're a draft. So. <laughs> so last week, the Billy D's draft, uh, top eleven rounds, went as Macho Man, Ricky. Ric Flair, Ooh. Million Dollar Man, Ted <laughs> DiBiase, Dusty Rhodes, Jake the Snake Roberts, Hart Foundation, Steiners, Dino Bravo, the Rockers, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Coco Beware. Where my eleven went: Hulk Hogan, Sting, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Road Warriors, Ricky Steamboat, Andre the Giant, Demolition, Terry Taylor, Mister Perfect, what a steal. Zeus. Yeah. So we we put it onto Reddit, which is a complete cesspool. No, no, no. You just don't know how Reddit works. Oh, okay. Um, I, well, you are, I do know you how are breaking community guidelines of Reddit. I don't and as a redditor, a redditor yeah. as a Reddit community member. Screw them. How about that? It's it's an open oh, forum. No, I mean it's you're a, you're on Reddit in a wrestling subreddit. <laughs> you're gonna get the worst of the worst. You really are. Even though some of them great ideas, some a lot of good stuff on there. My I swim mostly in the meme Reddit. That's a good because you can get good ones and then post them. I just places. steal them. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, or use them for your own purposes. Yeah. It's There's a lot of them in there that you can tell that certain accounts that are popular on Instagram just subscribe to. But there's a few, like, formats that aren't widely known, so I'm going to stage those in. You know what? It's good. You go in the big water and bring it to the shallow water. Hell yeah. Smaller places. So anyways, real quick on Reddit, a bunch of people commented on our draft. People said, popularity, Rossi, wrestling ability? Billy D. They must be talking about our real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm super popular. Um, Rude, Steamboat, and Perfect would be carrying the workload on Rossi's brand. That's because you don't have any other good wrestlers. Terry Taylor and Sting are the fourth and fifth best workers on the brand. 
No, there's a bunch of people just on the same thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people arguing. On you. People are arguing within the Reddit. This is why I like Reddit, though. Like, I love, ch- I miss chat rooms. So that's why I like going to Reddit because it's the closest thing to. Some people said, "Was pick eleven the oh crap we didn't uh, we did a top uh, ten but forgot at the black guy pick?" Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> That's no, very nice. Coco Beware was going to be either or Dino Bravo switch the, the places. Probably Rossi, but Dino Bravo and Red Rooster don't need to be anywhere near these lists. Edit, but break up the tag teams as one Bret Hart and HBK and it's over. So you get a lot of credit there. Yeah. You did I a picked good job. studs. You did a good job. My 1989, Sean likely wasn't ready. And he wasn't. He wasn't, but I'm drafting for the future. This is my favorite. I have no Got some Id- blue chip prospects, baby. You do. You do have the. You do have a great pipeline. I have no idea who these people are, but Dino Bravo over the Rockers <laughs> or Piper or Terry Taylor over Mr. Perfect. Get out of here. Like he was that. at one time also the world's strongest man. That good point. If this was done in 1989, Rossi is probably the better since you guys arguably. He's, he has arguably the top guys in both WWF and WCW. From a 2009 work rate perspective, Billy D's roster is better. I can't find anybody saying you're flat out better. The, the first one. Probably Rossi. Probably. Popular, no, no, popularity. But basically, <laughs> I should say probably. That's what it means, though. Uh, I'm sorry. Then this is my favorite of all of them. I have no idea who these people are. Oh, no, sorry. Here it is. Huh? <laughs> huh? Who are Billy D and Rossi? Who cares? Just vote. Like, we're not asking for brain surgery. <laughs> Rossi is OP, if that helps. What does that mean? OP? OP? I don't know. I really have no idea. I thought like I was hoping that's what you'd say. Then someone just wrote podcast. Rossi isn't so bad. Oh, he was a producer? Oh, somebody actually knew who I was. That's cool. Oh, was. really? Oh, yeah. nice. Rossi isn't so bad. He was a producer on EEI. Oh, wow. Somebody really? Look, that's on the right. I don't know who this is. Bruins, Matt. Is Chief? Know. No, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> is it Dale? Uh, Lex Luger deserves a spot. Zeus does not. You guys realize how over Zeus was in 1990 and 1989. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a couple last ones. Billy, in my opinion, Billy D, with the exception of Mr. Perfect. Somebody did put in here if they if you traded for Mr. Perfect, you'd have the best wrestling lineup ever. I and I fucked up. I had him too. I had him. Goddamn like too. With the, with the Heart Foundation. Ugh. No. What the f? Piper in the tenth. BS. It was a. It was a fucking. It was a strong. Uh, oh, 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 Rossi. There's Jeez, a. Okay, fine. Somebody I'm just done with the word. I'm His done with this. King Kong Conorado. Oh, that one. Billy. <laughs> oh yeah, Billy. <laughs> this is this is podcasting at his best right now. I really missed the boat on the Heart Foundation. Oh, that was me. I actually. <laughs> You're just reading your own comments now. Rossi has the star power, but I much prefer to watch the card and the wrestlers Billy D chose. Of course. Rossi, there's another I one. know what I'm doing. Premise is gay. On that <laughs> note, there's the sensitivity that we live in. And so that is Reddit, folks. If you don't go over there, you can follow me on Reddit if you desire. Uh, you can give me some good karma points for Christ's sake. Because I go from like 2,500 to 86 every single week. Do you really? Okay, because when I post certain things, people like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Then I post stuff like this and there's a lot of downfalls. Yeah, I like it. I, I people need to stop. I'm in the wrestling Reddits, but I don't check them as often as the memes. I don't know. No, that's because that's what you're into. You know Reddit I mean? is it? I watch a lot of horror movies, so I talk a lot about that on there. I will post a lot about uh, sports, some of my sports stuff, because I, sometimes I put stuff on Twitter. Twitter's like a di- like Reddit, where it's more of a chat room. People aren't like afraid to like or comment on your stuff. Where Twitter, I think it's like a popular. Like I don't want to comment on this guy because I don't, or I'm gonna quote tweet him so it turns it to my thing. It's like all right. Yeah, everybody. we did something at work recently where we did it was like a tears format, but it was for rappers hip-hop stuff oh yeah the hip-hops the hip-hops and we did like hip-hop? lyrically gifted in the tier mm-hmm. and andre 3000 and eminem weren't even on it lyrically gifted and eminem not on it that's pretty tough yeah he's probably the best of all time if not i mean i think andre is and then he's right after it i was i was a little upset well who lyrically well it was like j Tupac, cole kendrick lamar j cole yeah. did j cole a rapper yeah oh Kendrick but, Lamar, I guess I understand that. Yeah. Like, I don't really like much he's rap, good. but I, I listen to him and I'm like, okay, I get like what he's doing. Nas is up there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Nas is great. Nas, I think, is like if one of the all-timers. that list, I was KRS one up there? No. So, uh, Bill, we'll go to our whiteboard question before we get into our big topic. You didn't know this was coming. Oh, here it is. you got one. Uh, I did. All right. Uh, best Halloween costume you had as a kid and some of your favorite Halloween memories. Okay. Best Halloween costume as a kid. I kind of sucked at Halloween as a kid. I was Most the Undertaker for like four straight years. I was the Undertaker once. I was the one I was going to bring up. Purple dish gloves. Yeah. Oh, dish gloves. Dish My gloves. mom painted oh, like really? her leather gloves. Yeah, I went with the purple dish gloves. One oh. year I wore like small knit gray ones. So these are all around like the 93 era yeah. when he was the purple because it was the two of them. I didn't have any good ones as a kid. I had a lot of good ones as adults. Does that count? As, Anything. As yeah, as you can go for it. I was Professor Chaos. 
Oh, I remember this. I was Gino. Oh my God, Gino at the at the Halloween party. Yeah, and then I was uh, Darkwing Duck. I got a quick memory about that. Billy was drunk at a, hol- a house party that a house I used to live in. Well, you lived, and there, I as lived well, there too, different times. Uh, yeah, it's like a brothel. So. That night, you did the Gino dance for legitimately what like seemed two like, hours. Like it seemed like eighty minutes straight, so it probably was two hours, yeah. which is you know, it was insane, and it was just you were just so trashed. Oh, yeah. that you didn't really care, and you were like moving while doing it, like moving like a, around the place. If you don't know what Gino is, you know, listen, it's probably you do, but if by chance you don't, just Google Celtics Gino time, Gino time. and and KG always danced around. Oh and my loved god, it. a I lot of them that, did. That was the night I think of the uh, like all the girls dressed as minions at the party. Oh my god, there was a million Robio minions. Yep. There was honestly at least. 10. 10 yeah. people in Minion costume. I love Halloween and I love to dance so when they come together as one, I'm hoping my Halloween party on Friday has some some space on a dance floor so I can, you know, cut around. Is this like at work or is it outside of work? It's in work, but we have a giant break room, so I think we can move. And people, this. you think it'll be like a party atmosphere? I'll get it going. Huh? Okay. You know me, I'm the first one on the dance floor. I like to hear that because I have one as well on Friday. It's like three to six, but I just don't feel like my work is going to get to, like oh, I think we we're get, outside of work. We get turned up. All right. Well, I'm going to be jealous potentially. We'll see. We'll have dueling parties at the same time. Yeah. Uh, for me as a kid, this is my, the one story I always tell when it comes to Halloween. I was, before Scream was the movie, there was the ghost face technical Mask. mask. It was just called Ghost. Yep. So I was like, I told my mom that year I wanted to be a scary ghost. Want something spooky? I did. And so we found that mask. I was like, it was like TJ Maxx or whatever, Child's World or wherever it was at the time. I said, that's what I want. And I was walking up and down the street with my good friends and we were all, you know, hooting and hollering. And everybody said to me, oh, look, it's Casper. <laughs> and the, the depletion, I was probably like 9, 10. Uh, and I was so sad. Every time somebody said that, I was being beaten down because I'm like, I'm not fucking Casper. I'm a, I don't really swear on this. I'm a scary ghost. Like, I'm trying to, like, evolve. I'm trying to be, like, older. Like, I'm scary. Keep going up. Oh, what are you, Casper? Literally three older women said the name Casper. And I was with uh, my buddy Pat at the time. And he was laughing at me. He's like, oh, my. He's like, you're not. No one's going to think you're scary. And he was like a G.I. Joe. So I was like, oh, it's an army guy. And it's Casper. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't look picture. like Casper. <laughs> Imagine the scream mask before scream, though. Yeah, it's old people, though, man. I understand. So then I go up the last stretch of, like, my streets. And I go up to this person. They go, they're going, oh, what are you to somebody? And they go, what are you? And I just go in a depleted voice, just completely defeated voice. I just said. I'm Casper. I'm Casper. What does he say? What does oh. Casper say? No, no, no. What is the person who gave me the candy was uh. asking what I am? They go, oh, I thought you were a scary ghost. Oh. And it just gave me that little didn't glimmer of... Didn't enough. Didn't... Yeah, sorry. It gave me a little glimmer of hope as I walked down and said, I'm a little scary. Which also reminds me of now why maybe that uh, the printer is my favorite... Um, Sketch on, so I think he should leave. <laughs> Such a naughty Laura. Yeah, yeah well, just when the, he comes in, he goes, Oh, Santa brought it early. It's like funny, and he laughs. It's, uh, anyways, my best memory I don't, I don't know if it's a good memory. Can I admit to a crime on a podcast? What's the statute of limitations? When was this? Uh, Give or take. I was like in senior in high school. You're good. You sure? That was almost 20 years ago. You're All fine. right, so we egged kids in Melrose through my car. As you know, I have a history of What an absolute turd. Out of my car. You egged but, kids? Well, they were our age. It wasn't like trick or treat. It was like me as a scary ghost. They came up to our car and like said some like something dumb. So we all just fucking pelted the kid with eggs right in his face. And then we were driving around doing more of that as, you know, horrible people that we were. And I was driving my friend's car at the time. And we saw, we'll just say some sort of official over there. (laughs) They turned on their lights. And I looked at my buddy and I was like, what do you want me to do? He's like, drive. So I drove as fast as I could down the street took a left and you know, people will say it wasn't on two wheels i took this turn at like 50 miles an hour I on swear halloween to, on halloween i swear very to God, dangerous we came up should like be speeding on halloween two, two wheels and we went down a bunch of wrong way streets the wrong one way streets the wrong way and we came out at the police station and then just drove to our friend's house parked the car but i successfully ran from the cops so they turned their or, lights on for you yeah they'd be like hey we gotta like talk to that guy Mm-hmm. And you burned it, and you took a f- turn on Halloween with many kids crossing streets. Well, it was late. It was like 11, so nobody was out like nah, trying really weird kids are still out there, yeah. like, hoping. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that. By the way, first of all, yep, congrats, you made it. Um, wish we could tell that story uh, that we made it another time. Unfortunately, we did get pulled over. We'll save that story for another podcast. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, there's going to be a story in the future. This is a, this is a gr- major tease about how loyal I can be. Oh, Rossi is the most loyal friend and you how, will ever have in your life. And how 
quickly, everybody else will not tell me that we're turning the story. But that definitely will save that. Maybe we'll do that for the one year anniversary okay. coming up. Because we are two weeks away from one year. The development of this podcast started actually November 1st, 2018, when my wife and I ran through the 31 horror movies we watched during Halloween season last year. We've done it again this year. I don't know if we'll record it. We'll figure it out. But we didn't watch movies the whole time because t- life is a little different. There's a lot of TV specials, shows that are spooky. That's good enough. So maybe we'll we'll do like a brief recap of that as well. But uh, with all that being said, I uh, hope you have a great Halloween. If you're listening to Halloween, if you listen thereafter, hope you had a good Halloween. But now it is time to get into the main event of the podcast, the top 11 horrific wrestling gimmicks. And now it's time for the Rossi on Wrestling main event. All right, Bill, it's our world famous podcasters dozen. You're struggling with everything today. Because I can never get a podcasters (laughs) dozen. Podcasters dozen. I think I said it right. I just was hard to get to. All right, all right. I'm just giving you shit now. The podcasters dozen. The the top 11. Uh, how this all started, we did a top 11 Intercontinental champ, top 10 Intercontinental champions. Sure did. For, I did some bad math, forgot about Mr. Perfect, hence came the top 11. So today what we are going through is the top 11 horrific gimmicks, aka worst gimmicks ever. I went in a little bit of a different direction than you did in this one. Yeah, well, do you want to talk about it? I think we saved the honorable mentions for in between like one and two. You want to? I, I will follow your lead. Let's do it between two and three, and we'll do the top two after it. Okay. So let's just jump in then. So if we're going with the top eleven, these are the worst of the worst gimmicks. We're talking about go back to the grade eight, like realistically, and this will be an argument that you'll tease for the in between. Today, they're very like like off the top of your head, without going in anybody we're going to talk about gimmicks in wrestling today. Here's the ones I thought of: Luchasaurus in AEW. Is technically like a gimmick. He's like a dinosaur lucha. The Viking Raiders are a gimmick. They yeah, are Vikings. Super gimmicky, but I like them. The Fiend is a gimmick. But he's Undertaker level no, good. No, but it's not about good or bad. Just gimmicks in general. Like actual gimmicks. When done correct, they're awesome. But like who else today? Maybe Jungle Boy to a degree is a gimmick. Uh, Joey Ryan to a degree is a gimmick. He's, is a gimmick. He's like living his gimmick. I would even say to go as far as like super healy guys like MJF is your standard gimmicky heel. But what is he as a what's his gimmick? He's a super heel. That's not really a gimmick. That's kind like of. a characteristic. Like I think of a gimmick is like either some sort of way that you would define that person if they stood up in a lineup. Like like if um trying to think of some people I know that aren't on our list. Like when Would you uh, say Roddy Roddy Piper was a gimmick? No, I think he was a character. Okay, I think he was a little bit of a... But was his gimmick? His gimmick was he wore a, a, a dress. So he's like Scottish guy. Like yeah. Scottish I think, I think if you... Like, the best gimmicks evolve into just where you become a character and your gimmick is now in the past. I think that's how it happened. Like, The Undertaker, after no, a while... he's a straight gimmick. He was straight gimmick, but after a while, he was just The Undertaker. Like, Kane is a gimmick. But after a while, he was just Kane, and they didn't really cater to well, his that's just gimmick. For the last, he just became I a great saying, they, wrestler. They last so long that yeah, like the guy character. I mean, the gimmick. But like the great Kali wasn't a gimmick to me. He's just a character. His gimmick is he's big. But that's uh, yes. But like, I mean, that, I guess you can call anything. In, I call everything in wrestling a gimmick. I guess that's because well, that's kind of what they do when they talk about it. Sure. But I mean, super gimmick. Like the guys, big boss man gimmick. Gimmick. Super gimmick. Um, the Mountie. Gimmick. I love the Monty. I'm just going with all police officers. Uh, yeah, I guess today it's more back to the I'm a wrestler. It's a guy. Yeah. And I think that is big lack. I'm Johnny into, Gargano. I'm yeah, like wrestling. Velveteen Dream is very is gimmick. That, that right there is a gimmick. But I will give you Is that. it a gimmick? I think it is. What's his gimmick? He's like a flamboyant, like prince-esque, like almost, what's the word that, androgynous type character. But he's was, just a guy named the Velveteen Dream. He doesn't like that. I think that's but his why. Car- he's coming out on beds. He is all the purple. Like there was a lot to his package that makes him a gimmick. Oh, Oh, so I've heard. Um, but like, I think of like even women lack gimmicks now. Like Lacey Evans, gimmick. That's a gimmick to me. Yeah, Bailey, semi gimmick. But that's what I mean. I think everything's kind of like yeah. You're given like you're not, just, you're not just going out there and being you. She's going out there and being a heel. I think a heel is a gimmick. But I don't think that's. I think that's a character. To me, like, it's like in a movie, the good guys and the bad guys. But what makes him stand out? Like, Rambo is just a good guy, if you look at it one way. But the other way, he's a gimmick because he's this, like, ridiculous dude. Like, if I sent my cat out to go kill coyotes, he would come back. Yeah, I bloody. guess I, if we're taking into the, the very literal 
your gimmick is the red rooster, for yes, instance. That's a gimmick. That's a gimmick. So these are the way I was viewing it. We looked at different ways, which makes this podcast great because we don't just like both agree on things. So we'll get to why this kind of develops. But there, I just think in today's day and age, it's just not enough gimmicks. I think that's what hurts the product. See, I didn't know we were doing gimmicks. I just thought we were doing like bad characters. It said gimmick in the title. I did it? When we texted, we said gimmick. All right. Either way, we're doing gimmick. I still we, think we both... I still think good guy, bad guy is a gimmick. I think that's a character. We can have this debate offline. Tomato. No, I'm just kidding. No, we would do it here. Tomato, tomato. No, it's tomato, tomato. It's actually tomato, <laughs> potato. Yeah. Because they're two different things. But nonetheless, let's kick off this. We're do- that was a whole lot of nothing. No, it was a whole lot of good stuff right there, Bill. That was time well spent listening. Number 11 on the worst gimmicks of all time. Most horrific gimmicks. The Yeti. Yeah. As pronounced, I believe, by Tony Schiavone. Wait, the it's ye- really pronounced like that? I believe it was the Yeti. Uh. Not the Yeti. The Yeti. I mean, go Google a picture of this guy. He's basically just a... Uh, Big like, mummy? A mummy. It was awful. And you know what he I did? Never, isn't a Yeti like a beast? Well, there's two different forms, but yes, Yeti to me is like like a big, hairy, like, beast. Yeah. This was like a mummy. He could have been called the mummy. And the thing with him, he was part of the I was Dungeon of Doom, who was trying to kill Hulk Hogan. And Which Hulk had, a, had a ton of bad gimmicks. Yeah. And I think this is the only one that was in it, because there was sh- uh, it was the shark. Oh, my God. Yes, there was the shark. Which who was, was earthquake, earthquake, just as a fucking John, shark. John Tenta. There was... Um, the Zodiac. The, the Zodiac. There was Big Show as Andre the Giant's son. Which is Out fun. to seek... Re- it was good. But I'm just saying, like, out to seek revenge to end Hulkamania. So the Yeti came out, I believe it was like Halloween Havoc of that year. I think it was like 93, 94, maybe. And all he did was come out and hug Hulk Hogan. I don't think he ever really participated in a match either. I think it was 1995. That was really that late? That's from my Wikipedia. Then it was. That's embarrassing. People always crap on Ron WWF. Reese was the guy? Yes. He was big the, dude. Yeah. And he actually looked, he had a look. I believe he was like bearded and like kind of had an intimidating look. Yeah, um, we're looking at a picture. I'm like, that would have been fine. Just, yeah, just a normal guy. Yeah. But that was literally just a group of misfits. And we're, I'm probably going to reference this a lot tonight because I just watched it in preparation for the podcast. Is the WWE countdown of infamous gimmicks. And they don't really go through the Yeti necessarily, but. They talk about the Dungeon of Doom, don't they? I think it was either in that one or Wrestling Blenders, which is another good one that I watched also. Like, But the Dungeon of Doom is just ridiculous. It yeah. was just a group of like ridiculous misfits out to end Hulkamania, and it was created by Kevin Sullivan, who in itself is an idiot. And I think you can <laughs> see that a lot when you're going through these awful gimmicks, and how does something get this far in a company so big? It was. It's rare you see like Disney come up with these ridiculous swings and misses. It happens every once in a while, of course. But it seems like WWE does it on like a monthly basis. This was WCW <clears throat> by technical term, but or even wrestling. No, I know what you mean. But the part with this that always bothered me is that this was the problem with Hulk Hogan and why he died out in WWE and why like the popularity waned because you were building up guys for Hulk Hogan just to beat. We were at the point where like, okay, enough of Hulk Hogan just beating him. Like, let him lose a little. Where it was like the Walking WC- Dead. Yeah, WCW. Same thing every time. He comes in. And it's like, oh, but this Hulk Hogan was cool. I remember the Universal Studios. It was a Saturday night episode where they showed, like, the parade, all that. Then he just comes in, and all these guys just want to kill him. Guess what he does? Runs through them all. They all go away. I'm going to say Hulk Hogan was the worst thing that ever happened in the wrestling business. You're insane, but we're going to move on because I don't want to argue with that. Number 10 in the most horrific gimmicks. Farouk. Assad. This is when he wore the blue thing on his This head? is when he was a gladiator, Bill. Yeah. I, I'll That's be honest. Sonny as a... That, I'm not complaining about that, but Sonny was his manager. There's actually a great story on the Pritchard podcast when you used to listen. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. When they talk about how this came about and how oh, he always wanted to bring in Farouk. Too. Yeah, but he was Farouk was so uncomfortable by having Sonny be his manager because A, he was a married man, happily. Damn. And B, he was worried about the connotation being from the black community to have a white woman as his manager. Not about race necessarily, but just like the way that looks, like a white woman kind of being a manager of a black wrestler. There was a whole lot of stuff. There's a great back story you can listen to that podcast from years ago two years he ago. he looked ridiculous but it was so dumb so i didn't i'll be flat out i don't remember him in wcw till after till like tapes and stuff like that because i found out this when i remember this character debuting and he had the feud with ahmed johnson before he got into the nation i said who is this guy and some kid at school or older brother said he was in wcw i remember collecting cards i saw a card of him then i watched him win the world title i believe from vader and oh, he was a stud back in the day, and yeah. that was the thing with Pritchard. You always said, "Oh, I want to bring this guy in. I want to bring this guy in." And they brought him in, and they gave him this gimmick. I think they gave what was it, uh, Saba Simba, 
Like, they just give oh, yeah. ridiculous gimmicks for guy, no reason. This guy was a world champion, someone they brought in to be another. And I get they always want to have, Vince wants to have his own guy so he can market. And then but 30 this was years later, they when, give they finally give a black champion a rub. Well, that's a whole other thing. And we, you know, there's this whole other thing with ACH that's going on. With a lot of race tension going on in WWE. But this was so bad. He came out, he literally looked like he put something together. Like, we're talking about Halloween. He looked like a Halloween, like a cheap Halloween costume. Your mom, you did for like a school project. I don't know what up, was up with the blue head, like aquamarine blue. Yeah, it was like blue, like head, shoulder pads, like a, a silver cap that made him look like a crazy person. And they did this for like seven, eight months. So if you stacked up the first, maybe we can, maybe I can do this like for uh, another thing to go with this podcast. It's just a picture of the top 11. So far, it's terrible. And this was so bad. This is a former champion from WCW, taken seriously. The first, I believe, African-American champion in a major promotion. Like, there were obviously some in the territory days. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but this is, like, crazy what they did here. And they ran with this for a long time. But... As unlike the other guy, Ron Reese or whatever it was, Farouk actually wound up being, they kept that name, and he wound up being a hell of a, a hell of a contributor to the Attitude Era. Huge! And one of my, one of, one of my favorite members of a tag team in that era, without um, question. When he was with Mark Henry there for a little short no, of time in the no, nation? The APA, man. Oh, yeah. APA. Good stuff. Yeah. APA is good stuff. Number nine in the top 11 horrific wrestling gimmicks. The Spirit Squad. I didn't have them anywhere there because I actually liked the Spirit Squad. No, I liked some of... like So this is the debate where it comes interesting. Was it a good execution? Was it well played? There are different gimmicks that you can get into. The reason the Spirit Squad, I think, was terrible is because they were freaking five cheerleaders. Fine. But then they put them like, in the main event with like Vince McMahon's hands. It just didn't make sense. I, it was weird, but it was a way for them to feud with DX. I loved factions, and I was actually oh. getting... I was back in a wrestling big time at this. Oh, this is when we used juncture. to come over your house. I used to come to your house and watch wrestling. Yeah. yeah, I thought there was a lot of good actual talent in there. One of them wound up being Dolph Ziggler. One of them was like Kenny but, Dykstra. Spoiler: Not the last time we'll hear of Dolph Ziggler's early runs in the WWE. In this list, I've said too much. <laughs> uh, okay, you'll find out. But um, I, I loved the presentation of the Spirit Squad. At a, at a point, it got too much. When they, f- I agree with you. They were cool because like Mickey, Johnny, that like was the entrance was, was cool. a great fucking gimmick, and they had great moves. Don't forget, they also just had a recent run when WWE did the original brand, sp- well, the secondary original brand split, uh, where. Um, when Dolph Ziggler fought The Miz that night and the Spirit Squad were in the corner. Yeah. And Kenny Dykstra was back with Nikki or one of those. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it was really... They were very entertaining. I will give them that. But it was just the premise was ridiculous and not built to last. And it gave you one of the greatest moments. I think this was oh. at the exact same time. I know you know. WWE history is the gif of Vince McMahon in New Orleans, like around Mardi Gras. I don't even know if it was around Mardi Gras, but it they was, played the Oh, when the Saints. And he's just doing his. It was a night after a pay per view. It's one of the greatest won. gifts. We of were all hysterically time. laughing. It was amazing. We were in your bedroom, hysterically laughing. And he's just, yeah, he has the over the top Vince, swinging. him and Shane, and Vince just looks so happy. Is amazing. That is what Vince was so great at back in the day. And. I hate him now. I think he's ruining He just shouldn't everything. be on TV anymore. That's really... Yeah. He hasn't been, but, but you know But at that moment, with the Spirit Squad, I loved it. Yeah, and then obviously the great ending to the Spirit Squad. They lose to DX, and they get put in a crate, and Shawn Michaels puts a sticker that says, back, like, back to OVW yeah. or something like that. Great stuff. Uh, number eight in the top 11 horrific wrestling gimmicks, Fake Sting. See, I don't really remember much of Fake Sting. Okay, this was almost like my number one, by the way. Really? Yes, because I was never pulled to WCW. I watched the first hour. I'd watch pay-per-views. I watched Saturday night. I'm first hour of Nitro because I loved WWE. I was like a WWE guy. Yeah, me too. But I would watch them their stuff. When Sting changed from like, woo, Sting to Crow Sting. Oh, it was great. It grabbed my attention. NWO grabbed my attention. So I remember watching as a kid when they did this. And it was a fall brawl. It It was actually still like, woo, Sting, I guess. Um, before crossing, they did two versions of this. That's why packaging is one. They put out a guy and said that it was Sting, and like the NWO got Sting, and it looked so bad. He looked so fake. It was so. I just thought the presentation, the idea was well thought. The execution was so poor. It's like saying I'm. It's not as bad. It's as like you say, being me. Well, yeah. It's like, no, we don't look alike. There's no way you could pull that off. But it's you know, like, oh, they yeah. did accidentally put fake Sting on. 
the DVD that the WWE released for mm-hmm. Sting recently? Yes, when he first debuted in the company, like they did this big Sting DVD, and he part of it was that guy was like in one of the matches or something. You're right, and it's like, what are we doing? So first of all, it was just a stupid premise, and people were supposed to buy in. Like if you never showed the character. Or maybe you just showed him in packages in the back. He came out to wrestle, and you could clearly see it wasn't sick. And they did, like, two weeks of this. I think it's worse, the fake Razor and Diesel. And I think the fake Razor I mean, looked ridiculous because it looked like no, him in the face, but he's <laughs> fat. Here, here's the reason why I'll give those credit. And something I wish they still did. I don't mind the idea of recycling a character to somebody new. Like, it's like when a band member dies and there's still, like, Alice in Chains out there with a different lead singer. I don't know. It's just my opinion. Like, yeah, right now, the, I wouldn't mind. just like Doink, sure. There should be a Doink the Clown in wrestling today. Yeah, but, I mean, Razor Ramon, it was 90% Scott Hall that made that gimmick. Oh, of course. Gimmick. You're right. Dry. Diesel even still. Like... I fucking hated Diesel in all incarnations, so I didn't, I, I didn't even give a fuck when they remade him. And I think that was Kane, right? Yeah. So, at least it was... And by the way, Bill, spoiler... Not the last you'll hear of Kane and different characters on this list. Well, everyone knows what that one's going to be. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Uh, yeah. Number seven in our top 11 horrific wrestling gimmick. Chick Thriller. That 70s guy. One of the better big men wrestlers in a long time. R.I.P. Mike, Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome had one match in WWE officially, and it was one of the best, craziest matches you'll ever watch. So that is the match I will show to people that aren't really... That are fringe, not even fringe, that have like no interest in wrestling at all. And they're like, why do you watch this? I'll show them the Mike Awesome match versus. Uh, I don't remember. It was a Japanese wrestler. It's, uh, it's not Mar- 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 Marihiro Tanaka, is it? Or, uh, I don't. Belly, I, I, I don't. I know I, his I, name, but uh, type in Mike Awesome uh, ECW One Night Stand. And I think it's Mashahiro Tanaka? It is Mashahiro Tanaka. Yeah, okay. So I'm not. Uh, that guy you? is. Absolutely bonkers. That oh, match was absolutely bonkers. And Mike Awesome was a very good worker, especially for a big man. He could he could move around better than most little the guys. Suicide at the time. dive he did during the match was crazy, but they just, gave him that seventies. This was WCW in the dwindling days. Don't forget, Mike Awesome was a big time player in, in ECW. It was a champ. He was major. Like I always heard about him. It was another one of those like the names out there. First, the name Mike Awesome. Cool. Yeah. It reeks of it's cool. awesome. It's kind of like the one guy that's not in like one of the bigger federations still in Ring of Honor right now is Marty Skrull, but he's known as like the villain. He wears yeah. that um, Beetlejuice like long nose mask. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I just think that's cool. Like I always thought Adam Hangman Page is a cool name. Yeah. Hearing Mike Awesome, you're like, I gotta hear about. I gotta see this guy. And then and when he, he delivered and most he did. of the time, then he goes but to WCW. And you give him that '70s guy gimmick because of the show, I guess. And you already had the Disco Inferno there. What well, the fuck is going on? I don't know. It was a three-hour show. It, it, it was desperation. It didn't work. Then you had the fat chick throw. We could put them all in here together. Yeah. It was basically him going after fat chicks or him dressing up looking like he was from the '70s. A terrible wrestling gimmick. Stupid. I think I had him pretty high on my list. You sure did. Yeah. Guess what? Wasn't on mine. It wasn't on yours at all. Didn't we had very different lists? We can uh, maybe look at that after. We should. Number six as part of the top eleven horrific wrestling gimmicks. Eugene. See, I was out of wrestling at this point for the most no, this part. This was similar to time of Spirit Squad. Was it similar time? Was it a SmackDown gimmick? It must have been. No, this is Raw. This is more Raw. It was Eric Bischoff's I remember nephew. It a little bit, but I mean, anytime you're doing stuff with mentally challenged storylines, or was he? Well, whatever. That's the point. That's but why. this is the thing that I hate about current day wrestling when everybody's like, and we'll get to him in the honor of the mentions, but I'm going to bring him up now. Tupac Shorty G. No. Oh. Oh, people are talking about it. It must be good. No, I would use this as an example. People might have talked about this, but it wasn't fucking good. Well, we're talking apples and oranges. We'll get to that. But Eugene was a character that was a big wrestling fan. He was an adult. His name is Nick Dinsmore. He was an adult wrestler. But his character, like, was if he was, like, 10, and he just was infatuated with wrestling. So the cool part about Eugene was, yeah, he, he kind of was, like, special needs, we'll say. Like, for the lack, or, like, some sort of, on some sort of, you know, he was spectrum. He was booked as mentally challenged, almost. Yeah, but they never said it. So no. it was, like, ambiguous. But he had some, some sort of, you know, he was on some sort of spectrum. He would then emulate wrestlers. So he would do rock bottoms. He would do stunners. He was, he was, the problem with him was they pushed him to the main event too early and should have never been there. It was a character built to be on the undercard. What made the Attitude Era great is what made the, I guess, Attitude Adjustment Era, whatever they call uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, questionable because they were putting guys like Eugene in main events against Evolution 
I mean, and I mean like last match on the card main events, not in the storyline main event, as well as we're like, we were talking about Farouk earlier, him, Nation Domination versus DX could have main evented. Should have. But it was in like early in the card because it was just so much going on. The point to this is it was a ridiculous gimmick that ended up like they tried at the end to like turn it where he's like, he came out as himself, but then he just got like released and died off. And that's why I think made the gimmick even worse. Like you basically exploited, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes where like, all these like companies like kind of what happened with Billy and Chuck which also gimmick which we didn't really think of but I wouldn't put them in the worst I thought they were great where these like gay organizations were coming out and saying like they're so proud of WWE for finally portraying a gay wrestler how they're doing it and then when they did that blow off where they're like we're not gay no there's anything wrong with that like we're just friends for life and then they got destroyed same thing here with Eugene like a lot of these organizations that deal with special needs or people with mental illness were like this is great Thank you for actually highlighting this and putting them in like a star and roll. Then they end it and it's like, you really just destroyed this whole thing. What are you doing? That's Bad what they look. do with every character though. And like, I, I I just think this is a subject you don't really do. Or you just need to have a really good turn at the end or just something that puts it together or just let them fade off on their own, but just remain that That's same That's fine. This, I think there's really no way to do it in, even in wrestling terms, tastefully. No, and so people take wrestling so seriously. Like, first of all, if this was happening on a show, like, who cares? No one would think twice, but it's on wrestling. It's like, oh, this is very serious. Like, no, it's not real. Number six, sorry, number five in our top 11 horrific wrestlers. This one right here, I think everybody knows this wrestler by name. Did you have him on your list? I had him on my list. And we both placed the the next few, like, almost in the same positioning, which is very interesting. But this one is Duke the Dumpster Drosse. One of the more ridiculous ideas ever. As a kid, this oh. was like right in my wheelhouse of these characters. I, I I don't remember my exact thoughts, but I definitely was not sold on him. Oh, I was into him when I was a kid. Yeah. I got like, I remember being at a house show when he came out because he had like that track. It almost had like a pit. It almost was Diesel-esque uh, entrance music. It was like, dur, dur, and he'd come out and I'd be like, yes. I just, I love the name. Duke the Dumpster Drose. Like, that's good name. Like, as a kid, the alliteration. Uh, I just liked he was a big monster. And the reason I think this gimmick sucks, most of all, he's very memorable. Couldn't tell you one match. Couldn't uh, tell you a match. His gimmick is very memorable. But this was the time where everybody just had, like, Bob Sparky Plug, <laughs> um, TL Hopper, the yep. goon. The, like, they just gave. But I think the difference with Duke the Dumpster Drose, as opposed to a lot of those other guys, this they thought might have been more than just a mid-level guy or jobber. I think they saw big things in Duke the Dumpster Drossi, and I couldn't tell you one thing about him other than his name and his promos where he was taking out the trash for the WWE. Oh, that's that's awesome. That was awesome. The one thing I remember was how it all fizzled out at the end, and a lot of these things are due to they said he didn't want to, like, continue on wrestling. He didn't want to go to that next level, but there was a... He was involved in a storyline where the Million Dollar Man, he lost a match to somebody in the corporation, the Million Dollar Corporation, and he was supposed to join them. And it happened for, like, a week, and then he was released. I think he asked for his release. Because he could have been one of those characters that you change the look, you put him in a suit. He's a big dude. Like, kind of we always talked to, I think, a few weeks ago, like Luke Harper. Like, if you turn Luke Harper into a modern day or a different time frame like JBL right now, I think it would be so over and huge. Where I think he would have been like that Duke de Dumpster Drosse, going from a garbage man to having money, wearing suits, and, like, crapping on the crowd. I, I think guess. that could have been pulled off. I don't think he has anything to do with Duke the Dumpster Drosé. Some people are just destined to fail from the beginning, and that is definitely a gimmick. You know what his name would be today? If he was wrestling today? Uh, Drosé. Drosé. Yeah. Or Duke. Duke? He'd probably be Duke. I was watching Raw the other night, and Andrade came out, who could be a gimmick. Could. And I'm just, his name's effing Andrade. Yeah. What are we doing? Why is his name not CN Almas if they're just going to shorten it? His whole name was great. It was. In, 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 in What's NXT, the problem with having that name? I, they think we're stupid and we can't remember things. I did like that he was actually drafted pretty high in yeah. the draft. Mustafa because, Ali is no longer Mustafa Ali. He's just Ali. Yeah. Because we're Which idiots. Is ridiculous because that's Muhammad Ali. Mustafa Ali is so endearing to people of, I'm sure, that that... Oh my god, if people of the Middle Eastern and like all of his heritage, it it builds a character right in, but we just shorten it. Half of the names we've talked about would be shortened to just like they're like well, literally he Farouk. would be Drose. It would be Drose today. Nah, it'd be Duke. Or either way, it's so dumb. But two things you just did. You mentioned Andrade mm-hmm. and Mustafa Ali, two people who are way better wrestlers than Seth Rollins. So number four on the top eleven horrific wrestling gimmicks. You know what? There's a new drink game. Every time Billy craps on uh, Seth oh, Rollins, he, with no reason. Um, get ready. <laughs> number four. This one 
a lot of people always put number one. There's many reasons why I think we both probably didn't go that route. Because he's not a real wrestler. Bingo. Number four is the Gobbly Gooker. Why is this on here? Because there was hype on Wrestling Superstars and Wrestling Challenge for strong like five, six weeks about this major egg, this debut that's happening. It was at the same night as The Undertaker debuting in the company of Survivor Series 91 or 90. 90. Nine. Because we didn't get him in 89 because I would have drafted him in my uh, draft. No, I think it's 91. Oh, Undertaker? Undertaker, I think. Or is he coming up on 20? 25 years was... No, maybe it wasn't. Who cares? If Gobbly Gurker came out of a goddamn giant egg and survived at Survivor Series, no, there was no reason for this. The number one reason they said that they went with this gimmick and this character was based on WWE wanted a mascot. This is during the, the era of like, look at all baseball mascots, all these sporting mascots. They all had these huge over-the-top characters and that's what WWE wanted. They wanted their own mascot for wrestling. So they went with a big oversized ridiculous looking turkey and on the first night when he got into the ring at survivor series mean gene Okerlund, i believe broke his ribs trying to bounce around the ring with him oh my god and it was hector guerrero who is eddie guerrero's father or chavo no chavo senior so i think it was eddie guerrero's father yeah and he could do like all these amazing backflips and stuff and they wanted him to do it in the suit and then he got in the suit and was like i can't do anything he can't move and the head it's just so dumb it was such a like the idea of having wanting a uh, mascot, fine, but like this is what you thought was like gonna last more than just a the giant night. Chicken, yeah, it was, it, and it was happening on Thanksgiving. It was so Thanksgiving related. You know what's funny is the marketing around it now. Like if I saw like a really good gobbledygooker shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees or one of those shirts, I'd buy it. You know who was supposed to be in the egg? Undertaker, right? Yeah. Oh, imagine if they did that. Yeah. How different things would be now? Probably wouldn't happen. I'll also just this is a bonus one because we don't do honorable mentions. Uh, we'll throw in this one: the bunny with Adam Rose. How that was. Oh, I love again. that. I know, but I, like, that could have been great because it could have been somebody. The in that. Gooker could also have been. Great. No, no, no. The bunny could have been great because the bunny could have been like a legit wrestler. Like you know, I think it was. Uh, what's his name for a while? It was a certain person that they said was going to debut on WWE with like coming out of that bunny. Who? Sami Zayn. Oh, that would actually, I would have been, I would have been fine. No, no, you wouldn't have. Sami Zayn at that time was so taken so serious, still is to this day. But like, he was like the worker in NXT. And you're like, that's how you're gonna bring him up as a freaking bunny. I think I would have been alright with it. I, I guarantee, if we could switch, if if that did happen right now, you'd be like, Sami Zayn debuting as that there was the stupidest thing that ever happened. I think you could have pulled. And it he's up. almost as bad as Seth Rollins. I actually liked uh, Adam Rose. No, Adam Rose was fun. Yeah, gimmick. <laughs> uh, Don't be a lemon. Oh, be a rose. That was he was good. Was and then he has a lot of personal problems. Oh, I hope he's, getting, I hope he's getting better now. Uh, number three on our top eleven horrific wrestling gimmicks. This one is this very, might be the worst one. Just uh, well, we'll get to it. Uh, I don't think it's the worst one. I think maybe our number two might be the worst, but we'll find out. It's a good tease. Number three is Max Moon. Our top three stars stack. Max oh, Moon. Yeah. Even this one definitely as a kid, I was like, what the fuck. It was Conan, guy. by the way. Yeah, who, as he was a, kid, a great wrestler. I didn't know who he was. I, you know, he's one of those guys that, as time went on, like MVP and Conan, I put in the same category. Oh, MVP I didn't, was so underrated. I didn't realize how good of a wrestler they were until I watched them like later. And like MVP did a lot of stuff in Impact Wrestling over like five, ten years ago now. But like when he was in WWE, I was like, eh, it's MVP's cool. feud with Matt Hardy was amazing. It and was. I think they should do more of that kind of stuff where they're having him play basketball and do a, do another like crazy shit outside of the ring to build a feud. Yeah, but, show more, but. But Max Moon was Conan, who was very underrated, early, you know, great in WCW. He was more like known as, I feel like he was more of a gimmicky character, like the Puerto Rican, like, tough guy. Then LWO, NWO, he was one of those guys who was defecting, was he not? This is who he was in WWF at the time, and he basically played, like, Mega Man. That's basically what it was. And his promos were literally, like, I'm back from fighting around the galaxy to, you know, take on the WWE. I don't remember too much of him. I know he had a match or two on, like, the new Monday Night Raw. He had a match on the new Monday Night Raw, I believe. Oh, my. I got to look this up. And he came out in a Royal Rumble, one of the, I think one of the better Royal Rumbles. It must have been, like, 1994, uh, I want to say, with Max Moon. But this was just a gimmick. This was definitely a gimmick destined to fail. Like, his costuming was ridiculous. I would love to be Max Moon for Halloween, but I don't know if you could ever even, like, make this costume in real life. It's ridiculous. Max Moon, Terry Taylor match was scrapped for the 93 Royal Rumble. That's oh. a little fun fact. But Max Moon... Mo- Max Moon versus the Royal Red Rumble. Rooster. That was scheduled. Shawn Michaels versus Max Moon for the Intercontinental Championship. In what year? Uh, hold on, hold on. So this guy had a legitimate so, title match. 
Yes, he did. But let me... Uh, it's not... Yep. 1993, January 11th, the day before my... This is the debut of Monday Night Raw. Okay, so that's what it was. The He's debut on the of first Raw. ever Monday Night Raw, which I think Damien Demento might have headlined with uh, right. The Undertaker in the final match. But that, that's what I mean. Like, they gave this guy a legitimate Intercontinental, cha- Inter- Intercontinental Champion match on the night of one of those first Raws where it was like a new look in a new building. I wonder if we're going to look at like that first AEW that we watch now and like see like somebody on there is like no ridiculous. Way. I mean, look at Maybe him. Just, yeah, it's like go Google yourself a picture of Max Moon if you don't know what we're talking about. He looks absolutely ludicrous. He's wearing like aquamarine. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that blue because they, they that was Farouk like the, was the, 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 the color one. of his headpiece and it's just random crap drawn all over him. He looks like like uh, if you ever saw like the inside out gas that took the Simpsons in one of the Treehouse of Horrors. This is what he looks like. It's really bad. Oh, there's Doink the Clown. That shows how good the match is when you're being distracted. It's like a 24-7 champion. Oh, Doink was scary looking then. I love Doink. Yeah, I thought he was one of the better gimmicks. Yeah, ahead he's, of not, his time. he's not on this list. 100, 100% ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. So, Max Moon coming in at number three. So, you want to quickly do honorable mentions? Sure. That we don't do? So, this is Billy. I'll give you my quick two honorable mentions, and I'll let Billy distract the whole entire podcast, then we'll get back on track. For me, Mr. America, when Hulk Hogan played Mr. America. Whose idea the, was that? Vince McMahon. No. Hulk Hogan's? No. Who? Bruce Pritchard? Yeah. Okay. He has several stories about his podcast. Like, if they just let me play it out, it would have been great. Well, we never did because there was a falling out between Hulk Hogan for the 900th time with WWF or WWE. Uh, but the Mr. It was so stupid. There was a character that Hulk Hogan talked about. Hulk Hogan was fired from WWE. Then Mr. America debuted. This went on for like four months and it was so dumb. It was clearly Hulk Hogan. There was no, no need to ever do this. What were we thinking? And, and like we're trying to pretend like people didn't know. It was just very goofy. Very. This was Bruce Pritchard's idea 20 years ago? Probably like 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. This is why that guy should not be in charge of anything. My other one, you could either go Fryer Ferguson if you want or Bastion Booger. Either way, ridiculous gimmicks. Who named Bastion Booger? Oh, um, Dying Sheik? Bruce Pritchard. Oh. You positive on that? Think 100%. You're right. I think he said 100%. It. But he was like, oh, you want something gross? How about Booger? Oh, yeah, that's How gross. about Bastion Booger? I think Vince came up with, like, the putting the whole thing on, but the Booger thing, I think, was... That guy was... is a talentless hack. He's clinging to oh, fucking Kane. So, anyways, Bastion Booger, horrible gimmick. Another one, don't remember any match, but do remember him being on a team at a Survivor Series eating the turkey. That was just what it was. That was the Survivor all, Series in Boston, yeah, by the way. Yeah, 93, I think. I think that's the only one, or 94, anyone ever remembers about Bastion Booger. Slowly was after. Had the biggest fopa, fupa I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. And he wore, like, friggin' uh, silver bondage uh, gear. Yeah, it was gross. All right, so now who are your ridiculous honorable mentions? Okay, so Shorty G. I think it's, wait, you're, the thing about you that's crazy is this guy literally debuted that gimmick. Less than like less than two weeks ago at this point. This is the point of having a podcast. It's to have hot takes. I remember. This ain't that hot. It's more. It, it's, it's, fucking it's, terrible. it's too early. When uh, what was it? The make Darren Young great gimmick came oh, out yeah. again. I called that from the start. I was like, this is a fucking dumb. I idea. think I was in on it. And no, <laughs> the idea of making someone great again. Oh uh, sure. Yeah. Give it to Bo Dallas. Give me it to Darren Young. I don't care. He's not good enough to carry that gimmick. And yeah. guess what? He was never fucking great. So you can't make them great again. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions and millions, millions of millions. Fucking great theme song, but they sucked. They were terrible. The Dark players, I think, had a chance, and I don't know why they broke them. They had, a, they, had a, they had an entrance. That's yeah. it. That's all they had. Bo Dallas was really good for uh, a decent this, this period is, of time. This is Billy Bias right here. I don't give a fuck. 100% Billy Bias. This is what, what I'm here for. Okay. Well, what else do I have? Oh, have these. Uh, all right. We'll save the other one. Bobby Lashley, all of his gimmicks as uh, as rebrought into the WWE. The 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 I love my sister's Bobby Lashley, uh, ridiculous. Uh, that was fucking that actually terrible. That's actually a gimmick because they turned it into like a thing for like two weeks with Sami Zayn. Then Sami Zayn got hurt and then they just dropped it. Super embarrassing. And what's going on right now with Lana? Give it time. I fucking think it's, awful. You could say it's awful of all you want, but I think it's still like I'd rather see this in the mix of a three-hour show than like I don't like you, you don't like me. I push in the back. Let's go fight. No, like, I this need is, a this little is, something. This is stupid. You're you're spice. No. No. The Spice Jam. One, the person who yelled, this is weird. At the that end was of the one show, of the funniest That was things. so great. It I was, was so re- like my reaction. It was, is right this up there. This is weird. Yeah, it was right up there with your, <laughs> I don't want to say the word, your F Rhodes. Yeah. Like Dustin Rhodes, when he was, you know, going back to like being Dustin Rhodes and when Marlena was with Val Venix, there's a famous promo. You can look it up. Just look up the uh, pi- pile of sticks word for when you derogatory towards yeah. uh, people that 
like their own sex. Anyways, but you watch that. That's right up there. I want a crazy reaction by a fan, but literally at the end of Raw, the last 10 seconds, someone just screams while Lana and and Bobby Lashley are making out over Rusev. They just go, this is weird. And that's how it was off the air. It was amazing. And you know what? It was weird. We don't need this for Rusev. Bobby Lashley and this fucking thing. It's ridiculous. No, this is one of those things where people are like, oh, it's getting reaction. It's getting to people to talk about it. It is. But... You could do that. You could you could have no, a rape storyline. That's going to get people talking. That's not necessarily right. a it good would. thing. But this one, I'm willing to play out because honestly, it's three out five hours of just WWE, six hours with NXT of WWE programming. So the same type of ideas are in there. This at least is giving me something different. So I'm going to follow it. I'm going to let it see where it goes. I still think it's going to be a big just, thing where I'm Bobby Lashley so gets uncomfortable destroyed. with it being a real life couple. And they, well. I agree. See, that I agree if with. If it wasn't a real-life couple, I could get a little bit more behind it. But if they're still together in real life, I don't like... As Macho Man said, yeah. don't don't let it's, your it's just wife get weird. into wrestling. Look what happened to Mark Mara. Like, it's very few. Inf- Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson. Were they married? I think they were. Yeah, but they got in... Like, they met in the business. That's oh, I know, but, a little but then, like, when you evolve, like, they're... The, Tori Wilson was involved with so many different men in wrestling. Storylines, making out, kissing. It's... There's only so much you can deal with. These aren't actors. All right. And then Seth Rollins is a good guy. He's not a good, good guy. And you keep pushing him down people's throats. At least Roman Reigns was super over with the kids. I don't even think kids buy this kid. I don't think kids buy this I don't think there's much difference between the two. It's just guy that comes out, says where he is. I still think Seth Rollins has more of a natural charisma than than Roman Reigns I would totally disagree with that. But no, I think Roman Reigns is very, like, cardboard. He's just like, what's going on, said city? And where Seth Rollins like, has a little more, like, I don't know, passion behind it, even if it is... I'm not saying Seth Rollins is great. I think they're not. both regular, organically, just like being in a casual interview oh, setting. Like, go, go watch those countdowns where they're just being interviewed as them. Yeah, and they good guys. Have, that's the most personality you'll ever get out of them. But Seth Rollins, as a good guy, is one of the most annoying things. It's as bad as Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose can be on this list, too. Oh, my God. Because it's you're... It's not you, gimmicks, though. They, just they, you, you, you made both of these guys top guys in the company when they don't have the wrestling ability for it oh, and they don't have the charisma yes, they do. for it. They clearly have the wrestling, they have the wrestling ability of anyone that, no, that's they, okay. I think but they happened, clearly don't they're not like a AJ, Stevel, AJ Styles level talent. Correct. I'm just happy they're not even a Mus- somebody. They're not even a Mustafa Ali no, level No, they're talent. beyond Mustafa No, they're not even close. Mustafa Ali people like no. Shorty G's no. the Mustafa Ali's Andrade's Buddy Murphy's are great guys great wrestlers. Incredible. But but way better than Seth Rollins will ever be in his entire career. He is not a good wrestler. He doesn't do the little things. He does none of the little things. He right? does the little. He does everything. He's he has like what are his moves? Well, we can get into all of his moves, but you have to. Oh, remember. He has a curb stomp. You have to oh, remember. That's cool. All right, that's like saying Randy Orton. He doesn't like, sell. Randy Orton is the same as Seth Rollins. Once you get no, to he doesn't. Level, Randy Orton is no one of the movements. smoothest. I know, but one of the smoothest workers. That's like saying John Cena ever lived. John Cena puts on a better match every single time. Yeah, but single go back ten years. Nobody, you wouldn't say that. It's it's whoever's on top of WWE. No, I would. But whoever the main guy in WWE is is like make you. It just negativity gets poured on them because of the way the product is. Regardless if you like him or not, John Cena. Has when has gone through this. Roman Reigns has gone through this. I, I've always defended Roman Reigns as being one of the best wrestlers in the company. That's fine, but the because point is, is the overall crowd, the way the crowd does, because they turn these baby faces and they usually put them up against much more compelling heels, and that's a problem. When your heels are more compelling, then your I'm faces... just talking about going out and working a match bell to bell. I understand. Seth what you're Rollins saying. had a match with that. Uh, the new guy. What's his oh, name? Oh, uh, Humberto. Humberto. Correa. It's only a matter of time before it's just Humberto. So I must okay, that. so. AJ Styles had the same match, yep. and that match was a million times better because AJ Styles has no wasted movements. He sells everything in the corner. He knows how to walk and move. He knows how to set everything up. He makes you forget you're watching wrestling and you're watching some sort of actual competition. Whenever I see Seth Rollins, he's just thinking about the next move, going soft into something, never setting anything up, not going hard into the corners. He is not in the top 25 in the world of a actual in-ring competitor. Well, who the hell are we to really say that? But I agree with you to one thing. That's why then I don't want to hear you saying great things about like private party, uh, who you're big on. That's all that AEW is. It's move to yeah. move to move. There's no selling. But at least that's There's what he no- is. And they're not the, the main thing in the entire company. I understand. And that. I will, I will tell you. But that's why I think the problem I will is what you. I said earlier. If When people are on top of WWE, there's very few people that people enjoy. Kofi Kingston was fortunate, even though he started to dip in popularity for no real reason. Daniel Bryan. 
Daniel Bryan was another one, but unfortunately got hurt. I think if you can't last on top of WWE too long, because people, either they don't do a good enough job storytelling, which clearly can be an issue, as well as I think fans at one point are just like, I don't want to see this guy in this position right, for We'll too get long. back to the list in a second, but to my point I made around number 11, why Hulk Hogan ruined wrestling is because they still think... No, you said he wasn't... I don't think you said he ruined wrestling. He shouldn't have been in wrestling. No, he ruined wrestling. I think I it's think... a different comment. We can ruin one. Okay. But either but way, let's take I think I'm point. right. I think I'm right. Uh... <laughs> He ruined wrestling because they always tell the stories with the babyface, with the championship, and just mowing down the competition, which is not how any book you will ever read, or any story, or any movie, or any hero's journey, which is what you're telling in professional wrestling in sports, how it goes. Yeah. That's just not how it happens. My favorite video games of all time are Zelda. Is Zelda. Yeah. All Does he Zelda start off just... on top and just no, fucking he shoot to... down the mountain? He has to... <laughs> what was that little uh, hand motion there? What was he <laughs> shooting down? Um, anyways, the point of this is that Zelda Link is a hero that has to go through a long journey to get to the top. But here's the tough part. The video game then ends when he is on top. You don't play the game for the next three days, four years, whatever, of him just like enjoying life. So the hard part is when you put a baby face over, you then have to com- get good compelling storylines, which I think they did in the past with guys like AJ Styles. Kofi Kingston they did for a little while. They had its ebbs and flows. It's And Becky Lynch is at that point now too, where she's beating the fi- the heels who you're like, like I thought for sure she was going to lose to Sasha Banks Hell in Cell because I thought that would be more compelling like storyline. But I actually like now that she won because it gives like, she's a, a true main eventer. So when she gets in a match with somebody, like I got to see how this plays out. And I think it, it, you, there's a way to do it. I think that's one issue they're doing with Seth Rollins. They're putting him in feuds with guys that it's like, you kind of want to see the other guy win, which is the wrong way to do stuff with a quote baby face. They may just have to turn this thing into like how boxing is. There's no good guys and bad guys. It's just competitive matches and let the crowd pick. Yeah, I think that's what you kind of need to do. But they don't put enough effort and thought into stuff. It's just clear. I think next week we may have to strengthen, lengthen this debate. So number two on our top 11 horrific wrestling gimmicks, who I think should have been number one. But I think it's more interesting what is number one, and we'll get to it. Number two, get your drill out. Isaac Yankum. Great theme song. Great theme song. One of, no. The worst theme song. It was just a drill. It was honestly the best heat you could have gotten for a heel. Because literally when you hear that, no one's cheering for that. Like all heels now get over. Like Baron Corbin's now loved. All, Miz was a horrible heel. Everyone's like, oh, he sucks. And he got over. It's like Isaac Yankum wasn't going to get over. Kane. Kane. Yeah, that's what I told you. Tease. Kane. Back on the list. And do you know why he became a first? Why this uh, gimmick happened? Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Well, no. Oh. Okay, well, okay. Maybe. But he always tells the story that Bobby Heenan was oh. always going to see his doctor. I yank him. His dad, he went to his dentist. So what's, what's it, you know my dentist's name? No, what is it? I yank him. I yank uh, him. And everyone laughed and Vince did what Vince does. I bet you Bruce Pritchard said, oh, let's give that a fucking character. And Vince was like, oh yeah, that's good shit. So Isaac Yankum was the dentist of? Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. And somehow gets in, tied into his feud with Bret Hart. They could have done anything. This is a muscle. This is a guy from Memphis that I've been friends with. This is a guy that's... They go with the dentist gimmick. Wrestling dentist. Stupidest thing Although, maybe ever. there is a wrestling dentist right now. And Re- she sucks. Oh my God. She's a bad wrestler. I hope she's a better dentist. Or a better girlfriend to, uh, what's his name? Adam, Adam Cole, Cole. Baby. Uh, I can't. She sucks I, in the ring. Jesus. She's you, terrible. It's like saying you you take pride and you believe you do a good job at work, right? Yeah, because I imagine, put in the effort every single day. So do these people. And imagine if they said, these videos suck. Whoever does this clearly has, doesn't care and doesn't it isn't good at their proper terms in the way they do things. I would take that criticism and I would use it every no, single time. No, you tell them to go eat would, a bag of dicks. No, I would improve. I, I welcome criticism. So why don't you slide into Seth and Britt Baker's DMs and tell them how bad they are. All right, fine. And be a complete piece of crap. Like They're everybody not else. good in the ring. She So anyways, bad. Isaac Yankum was a ridiculous gimmick. Because he was, he's literally, not just like, at least Britt Baker, that's who she is. This is just a guy, they put, he had the weird thing on his head, the like, stethoscope thing. Horrible teeth that weren't real. It was just everything about it. The promos was, were hilarious. <sighs> it was Jerry the King Lawler talking about him while he was drilling like a poor, A patient. A patient. Going, ah, rah, rah. It was like, what are we watching? Even as a kid, this was the one thing as a child I was like, this is really weird. And Bret Hart fought him. Bret Hart fought him. Had a feud with him. He did. And honestly, Bret Hart does what he always does. And Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, especially this time was an early young hand, but was definitely good. So yeah, Isaac Yankum. Just like one of the more stupid ideas of all time. 
Beyond a bad gimmick. I mean, obviously, it's number two on the list. It could have been... I mean, like, on the infamous gimmicks list, the the WWE like one, they had... Gooker is number one. Yeah, they... No, I think they had um, the Boogeyman, who didn't make oh, yeah. this list, because I liked the Boogeyman. I thought it was gimmick. awesome. I mean, it was a li- it was weird at times when he bit Jillian's Hill, Jillian oh, Hall's mole off. Oh, and my God. <laughs> slamming hottie anyways. Yeah. But those things were a little bit weird, but I didn't mind that character. At least it was completely out there and owned it like Paul Burchill I kind of like the wrestling ah, pirate so it's funny I you was say all that. in on Paul Burchill I will say I was in on Paul Burchill as well by the way I thought this podcast was going to be like our, one of our shorter ones no no we'll wrap up here in a minute but Paul Burchill like people I saw that on the list I'm like no way I was in on that I love it and, and he sold it and he came out on a freaking rope which a lot of people are going to say is ridiculous but it was really was cool it was a spectacle to see and we don't get that enough so I was in on him Boogeyman I thought was cool as well like different and it made the show flow and uh, another thing uh, to this point the disco inferno yeah anyone who is so into the gimmick like really embraces it they can, like the wrestling dentist is a little far out there but i think a lot of people can get that shit over disco inferno got a fucking duck over he sure did he want the duck Gotta, gotta have this duck. duck. Number on. one on the top of... Well, real quick recap. Number 11, the Yeti, Farouk, Assad, <laughs> Spirit Squad, Fake Sting, That 70s Guy, Fat Chick Thriller, Eugene, Duke the Dumpster, Drose, Gobbly Gooker, Max Moon, Isaac Yankum. Number one, you're probably not even thinking about this character. You may not even know this character. The number one most horrific wrestling gimmick of all time, according to AtBillyD2411, on the Rossi on Wrestling Podcast, Kerwin White. Ridiculous. By far the most unprogressive, stupid idea they've ever come up with. Who is Kerwin White, Billy? He was Chavo Guerrero Jr. Yes. Made out to be a borderline white supremacist? go more with like a white privileged person how white everybody like this was in 2006 ish yeah. it was all about white privilege and if, if it's white it must be right that was his catchphrase and he was he used well his... in an episode of modern family oh, where he's God. on the white team and yeah. if you ain't white you ain't right and he says it to his black cab driver funny in a one line in a comedy yeah not funny when you're taking a spirited hispanic heritage wrestler one of the great in ring performers, yeah, incredible. This is after the run. Obviously, this is after the passing of Eddie. This is you know. This is another part of it. Like they do really dumb things with some of these characters. Like the Blue Blazer could be on. This Did he come out in a golf cart? He came out in a golf cart. And Billy he was dressed like Nick Faldo, right? Is that the yes. one with the knickers? He won. He, he basically <laughs> came out in short golf shorts, high socks, polo, and a. He was dressed like Nick Faldo. And his whole thing was like he was basically just a white privileged guy who had all this money. And if you ain't white, it ain't right. All that. And you know who his caddy was, Billy? Was it Dolph? Dolph Ziggler oh, wow. was his caddy. The first uh, appearance of Dolph Ziggler. So he somehow was tied into two of the worst uh, gimmick, horrific gimmicks of all time. But this idea was so poor, so dumb. It got dumb, scrapped quick. And it, and it did, yeah, it did not last. There's like, a lot it was of like two months. There's a lot, a lot of promos. Of, a lot of characters like Kazarni. I don't know if you ever remember that one on was SmackDown. He, he Kazarni, you know, they have like that weird language so yeah he was a carny guy that had two promos one match on smackdown never seen again there was also a guy can't remember his name he was going to be like an undertaker like not mordecai another another horrible gimmick but there was another guy that were going to build him for the undertaker it was on smackdown and he did two promos and never actually debuted the character what was Colt cabana's wwe thing it was like a jewish thing it was um it was a name just a regular dude's name but it was like a super jewish yes it was a jewish name but kerwin white was just so embarrassing coming out in a golf cart unmemorable matches very very embarrassing for everyone involved didn't last horrible like you could have done this gimmick actually maybe like he could have potentially pulled this off but it was just so i think you could actually do something like this right now but you know you should do it you give it to jordan miles Who's that guy? Uh, that's a guy, ACH from Ring of Honor, who's currently ripping apart the WWE for being racist on Twitter. Okay, fine. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he uh, No, but something... That's a gimmick he'll get slapped with, though, I bet. Yeah. Oh, but um, Scotty Goldman. Scotty Goldman, yes. Coke was Coke Cabana. Like, I think... I just really needed to get that out there because I thought that was hilarious. Yes. But I think something like Kerman White, if you take, like, if you really get serious with it and make it, like, a dickhead character, 
I think it could work if you had like a yeah. Trump-esque. That's what they used to do when wrestling was really good. Yes. They would bring in the real world. And I think Pop if you culture t- to tie in, like I've always said, and I know we whatever. I don't care if you don't like this guy, but when Negan was the main character of uh, the most popular show on television, yeah. Dean Ambrose should have resembled have, that. Oh yeah, well he doesn't have the charisma to pull that off. He, he, Dean Ambrose should have resembled that. He had he was he had everything going for him aside from that edge, that like real dangerous edge. What they were trying to say he was, but you could have done something with him there, which we agree with you. Now, you, if there was a Trump type character. Yeah, would be if, you, if, you, if you did the Make America Great gimmick again right now and pick the right guy behind it, that guy could be a main event heel in a year. Make Seth Rollins great again. He was never great, though. So that is our top 11. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to go through. Our, do you have both of our lists on this? Oh, jeez. Well, I just want to pick up like all the yeah, ones we ranked on. in general. Hold on. Hold on. Just because I think that's always a fun exercise. I, I know there's no honorable mentions because we're just going to mention everybody. And yes. Then, hey. then it's not honorable. Nothing's honorable on this podcast. I think I have mine. Oh, crap. What did I, well, I definitely have mine. I, I was messing around with this earlier. Oh, is this it? Oh, this is. I think the only ones we didn't talk about on mine was Oz, which I think was, uh, what's his name? Kevin Nash. Yep. Oh, you took off. You didn't even give me a fake, fake razor. Fake razor. Nails. Na- he, he... Nails was ridiculous. Mantar, which was a wrestling beast. Yep. Um, Papa Shango. See, I thought he was good. Yeah, I thought... That was just for me. But this is also the bottom yeah, list. Yeah, the very bottom. And then uh, number 20 was Mojo Raleigh. Because he's just terrible. So for me, the ones I didn't make it, Berserker, TL Hopper, Shockmaster 7, who was Goldust when he was in WCW, which basically oh, yeah, looked like yeah, a yeah. pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, Giant Gonzalez. Oh, I love the Giant Gonzalez. Simon Dean was another one I thought I, I, I thought uh, you, might, you were going to have. No, Simon Dean was the fitness instructor. instructor. Oh. Uh, the Goon and Fantasio. Was that the the magic guy? Yes, who had pulled the thing out of his thing. I think it was twice. Pulled the thing out of his thing, I just said. It was on, I think, two episodes of Wrestling Superstars. I actually thought that Giant Gonzalez was super intimidating when I was little. Sure, but it was just such a... Like, they didn't do anything. He literally beat the Undertaker. Well, and he had lost a furry Undertaker. It was so bad. And he had painted on abs. It was so bad. If you just let him be a regular giant... Yeah, just put him in tights. Yeah. Like everybody else. <laughs> put him in something intimidating. Tights. Tights. Like, and give him a regular name like everybody today. All right. So that wraps up the top 11. Let us know your thoughts, feedback. Don't forget to follow at Jason D. Rossi at BillyD2411. But before we head out, match of the pod. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. All right, Bill. What is your match of this pod? All right. My match of this pod would be go watch a good wrestling gimmick. Go watch Doink the Clown versus Bret Hart. 1993. I think it spills out into a follow-up with a impromptu match with Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, I think you're right. Then 93. Because he said he into a car accident. That whole little thing surrounding it was pretty entertaining. Jerry the King Lawler and the Doink Doink storyline, whatever. But Doink was a good wrestler. I think it was Matt. Who was inside of it? Matt. Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom. Just kidding. No, it was Matt. Matt Bloom is... Uh, Matt Taven? No. Uh, <laughs> it was... Whoever it was inside of it could actually work. Yes, and Bret Hart's is... probably one of the best in, in-ring workers that's oh. ever lived. Not probably. Top and, two. And for me, going with the same type of storyline, Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum. You want to see a reason Isaac Yankum was decent? It was the 1995 SummerSlam. Both of our stories involving... Both of our matches involving Bret Hart, the greatest of all time, in my opinion, and also involving Jerry Lawler involved intertwined with storylines. I think, is it Matt Bloom? Or is Matt Bloom uh, Albert? I don't know. I think Matt Bloom is Albert. Matt something else. It was Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. The Bourne identity. R.I.P., I believe. Yes. Um, so anyways, so Bret Hart versus Doink at 93 SummerSlam. Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum, 95 SummerSlam. You know, we should post these. There's like short clips on YouTube to follow up when we post the podcast. Take a look at those. Let us know your thoughts. We will be back. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. What about for the one-year anniversary? I'm going to pitch this now. Oh, Jesus. Whenever you say it out loud, like then I think I feel like I'm going to feel obligated to do it. It's no, we don't gonna... have to. We can do it whenever, but I think we need to do it at some point. Maybe even bring when in... you give me ideas, I get nervous. Bring in somebody else, too. Oh, my Lord. Get a third else. Get a third in here. How many people can fit in my bedroom? I don't know. Uh, maybe we, we, we record this in bed, by the way, with oh, yeah. covers over us. <laughs> and I don't wear pants. We rank the greatest in-ring wrestlers of all time. Oh, God. What? I don't know if I can handle it. Because I feel like I'm going to kill you. One of these podcasts, I think I'm actually going to want to kill you. I think we'll have a lot at the top the same, but if you put Seth Rollins anywhere in that list... I, I honestly wouldn't, unless no. I wanted to be a troll, but I do think Seth He's Rollins is He's not even is good. top 25 right now. 
That's so... I think also wrestling... It's been a hell of a show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a topic that we don't know about. Hope you had a great Halloween. Hope you enjoyed the top 11 horrific wrestling gimmicks. Let us know your thoughts. I'm going to post it in Reddit as well and get absolutely destroyed for, for God forbid, posting a thought-provoking idea tied in with a podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not what culture or cultaholic, you pieces of shit that are on Reddit. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You who thinks things are bad on Reddit. You. You no way you heard this part of the podcast. Nobody Frank says did. hi. 